How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the 11th episode of Critically Incorrect. And as you already have noticed, if you're watching here on YouTube, Josh McKenna is here with us today. If you want to quickly introduce yourself. Hi, I'm I'm not the other one from Gaming That's Cool that's been left behind in this uh, new thing. That yeah. sounds really bad when I put it that way. One of the other strivers. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, they screwed me over. They started. No, no, no. Well, no, we're going to get canceled now. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've started drama. Like, that's, that's the first thing you do. It's like, yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, I I, no, I write about games, and yeah, if you if you watch Game Man, it's cool, then you'll know me from from that. So you got a blog and all that. Anything you want to promote? Mm -hmm. Yep. And of yeah, course, if you we... follow me on Twitter. You probably see me talk about Destiny as well. That I'm the Destiny guy, I guess is the, <laughs> probably the way some people know me. But the reputation you left behind on Game Man, it's cool. Yeah. And yeah. of course, yeah, I left it behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go on. No, I was just saying what you said. I left left it behind. It's yeah. No longer. And of course, we got Charlie and Justin here, as always. Hey, what's up? Hello. And yeah, just real quick before you know, we get into the nitty-gritty of the podcast, I want to once again remind you to ask for questions and topics, just in case you have any that you want us to answer for next week's episode. Make sure to leave that either in the YouTube comments or in our Discord. Um, and yeah, with that being said, we're going to talk about what we've been playing this week. Uh, yeah, it's going to be probably a pretty exciting episode, because I think a lot of us have played quite a bit. Um, we'll talk with Josh, because we haven't talked to you in quite a bit of time, at least in terms of gaming, so you don't necessarily have to say the last week or so, you could say maybe just, like, recently what you've been playing, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't really know, other than, I mean, this year I've pretty much just been playing Ratchet and Clank, been my, I've had, like, a nostalgia trip back there, uh, tried to, I was, I was gonna start Ratchet 2, and then didn't realize I didn't have the platinum for, uh, the first game, so I got sort of hooked up on that, and found out that one of the trophies was, like, get one million bolts, and apparently... It's unique to the save slot that it's on, and so I was creating different saves when I created new game pluses and everything like that, without realizing that. So I ended up having to play the game like two or three times to actually accumulate that amount. Uh, and that's what I did last weekend, and then yeah, I sort of started Ratchet 2. I, I guess D2 had its expansion in November, uh, so I played that. I don't, I'm trying to think, I guess outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot other than, you know, a few games like uh, Cold War, I played a bit of Cold War, not played the campaign yet. Uh, I guess the multiplayer I've, I've enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, zombie, zombie seems cool. Uh, different kind of zombies, but it's, it's still it's it's yeah that's a different different kind we of zombies. We should we should do a critically incorrect Cold War. <laughs> like, so only I only like three hours now, on that an game. episode where we just play Cold War. <laughs> I I literally at one point I'm going to play the campaign and uh, then I'll I mean like it's pretty short. Full... You can beat it in like five the... hours. Four it's it's hours. short, but it takes up like sixty gigs of space. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. But uh, yeah, so I haven't played that. But I plan to. Uh, I played a bit of AC Valhalla, Immortals, and uh, the other game, Watch Dogs. Uh, I think uh, Immortals is actually one of those I, I want to get back to most out of all those games because it feels like almost like a gem that is probably going to have gone unnoticed by uh, a lot of people, probably because of the time it released in. Uh, but that seemed really cool, actually. Uh, I was really surprised by. It. I think isn't it made by the devs of Odyssey or something? I believe so. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so I suppose that's pretty much primarily this this year in particular. Yeah, so Ratchet and Clank. But otherwise, not really finished too many games outside of that. But there there were like five or six games that released within a few weeks at the end of last year. So yeah, I think. But currently, I, I'm planning to play through Ratchet and Clank. I've just got Hitman as well. Uh, so I plan to play that soon, and yeah, it's kind of all over the place really in terms of what I'm playing currently. But 
trying to at least knock a few games out and not just play Destiny. Uh, I've kind of, I've not actually played that in like two or three weeks, not properly anyway. Now Justin uh, needs to take those notes with NHL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, there's, there's new season in D2 is, is like ten days away now, so I'm like, unfortunately, I'm going to end up back there. But uh, I don't know how much I'll play after that point. To be honest, uh, I've sort of. I don't know, the, the, the whole community's in, like, an implosion state where everyone's not happy with the game. I, I've enjoyed the game, but I there's certainly problems, and, uh, but yeah. That's um, why we invited you on the podcast. You had a low on Destiny, and we wanted to congratulate <laughs> you for that. Achievement. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, no, thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, I, that, that's all. Probably get back around to that, but yeah, currently is playing through Ratchet 2, hoping I can finish that this weekend. Maybe start Hitman, but I'm... I have a problem where I feel like when I feel like playing a game, I don't always play that game, and then by the time I actually kind of want to get around to it, I don't feel like playing it anymore. Uh, and so I'm trying to get through Ratchet and Clank like as many as I can, essentially. Uh, but I might because we don't know when Rift Apart's going to come out. Uh, I'll see. I try see if I can get through as many as I can before Rift Apart comes out, which I I want to say we're leaning towards middle of the year, maybe sometime towards like July August uh, for that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of. All over the place, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Alright, Justin? Uh, yeah, I started the week by uh, playing the uh, Resident Evil 8 demo, the Maiden demo, which was good. I wanted to play it, obviously, when it came out, but couldn't, so we, I couldn't talk about that last week. Um, but yeah, now that I've beaten it, um, definitely really... Uh, I thought it was like, like quite interesting how, um, you know, just the whole setting and everything... Um, I, I really enjoyed it to be honest. Even though I was like, I, I, I was about to like shit my pants, man. I was so, I was so scared. I played it at night, um, and yeah, bro. I was just like the whole time. Um, I was just really stressed out. I had the, I had my, uh, you know, my Steel Series uh, headset on, so audio quality was really good. I think Charlie, you mentioned like with, or like the 3D audio was really good, right? Or something. Yeah. So, yeah. I just like. When I was like, um, what's it called in that main area, and then you just hear the girl go like, "I'm watching you." I was like, "Bro, what the hell?" <laughs> like I was like, "Oh no, 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 hell no! I'm leaving, I'm leaving." <laughs> and then like obviously I knew, um, I knew like once I had the key, and then like um, I escaped that room. I knew like obviously I'm gonna get caught by uh, the the tall woman, right? But somehow she still managed to scare me. I was like, "Bro, what the hell?" And then like. She's so massive. Like, I'm like, bro, this is ridiculous. So, um, I'm definitely really excited for a Village now. Um, and I gotta, you know, go back and finish 7 before I play that game. So, that's good. That's another game that I need to play in the next few months. Um, later on in the week, I played some... I went back to some Fall Guys just because I have, you know, I was just um, talking to one of my friends from school. And um, that was a game we used to play a lot, so... Uh, went back and checked it out. Um, yeah, like we didn't really play season three before that, so uh, that was good. Like I don't know, like they have some nice, cool maps there. I mean, the game's kind of you know, like I don't know. There's only like a few. Uh, it's like a small community of players that still play the game now, but you know, it's still fun. Uh, and yeah, other than that, uh, you guys know the game I've been playing for the rest of the week. Um, <laughs> I've been streaming it basically the past few days, but yeah, it's. NHL and the only reason I continue to play the game is because um, me and my friends that basically play we're like one of the top teams in the world so that I don't know that's just like for us like 
it's fun to get uh just to continue playing uh keeping our like top tier status so yeah that's pretty much it for me <laughs> right on charlie uh yeah so i mean this week has mainly been going through my backlog um i streamed my entire playthrough of dead space um so i i went and beat that this week which is really good um so i've re i've installed dead space 2 now so I, i'm gonna get around to that um and then started and finished resident evil 4 which i i enjoyed i played a little bit on stream but basically did the whole thing uh just in my free time the other day uh and then i've been playing a little bit of Sackboy with with brandon we played a bit of online um, and I played a few levels offline. It, the online mode's okay, but it's not like because obviously we're in completely different regions. There is some lag. serious like desync and lag that can sometimes happen, which isn't ideal for that kind of game. But it's still uh, still fun for the online mode. Um, I started up a bit of the Pathless as well because Brandon I saw on Twitter you were saying like mm -hmm. how good that is. Um, so I finally like got into the main area of the game and did like the first kind of boss um i'm enjoying it from what i played i, I need to play some more it's got a lot of like breath of the wild vibes to it which yeah. i didn't expect at all where you're going around and get the towers and it's all about exploring and stuff but i'm enjoying that from what i've played um and then last night um i dived into a bit of resident evil reverse which is interesting um it's better than I thought it would be, but it's still not good. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not absolutely like terrible, and there's some cool stuff to it. Like the because the, the only mode you can play in this beta is deathmatch, so you will just pick a character and and spawn in with like your your weapons and stuff. And the goal is you just pick up like these virus vials, and the more vials you have depends on when you die, which like villain you turn into. Um, so the ones they've got in the beta are, um, like, uh, Mr. Baker from Resident Evil 7, um, the Tyrant, uh, Nemesis, and then, like, two of the just basic enemy types. And that's probably the, when the game is most fun, when you play as those guys, because you just go around doing all, like, your abilities and stuff, and they're super fun. But when you're going around as just the normal characters, like Chris and Leon and stuff, the mechanics are just i don't think they're very good for multiplayer it's just really clunky and you're just rolling around everywhere trying to avoid getting like completely like blitzed into the ground um and the spawns are kind of weird in the game i don't know it just feels like it could be cool but they just haven't put much effort into it at all it's just a super lazy multiplayer game there's i don't know if it'll be different when it comes out but in the beta there's no progression or unlocks or skins or um different weapons or anything uh there's only one map in the beta so i i, I hope there's more to it when it comes out but honestly i wouldn't be surprised if the beta is no different from when it comes out and there's just this many characters and only a few maps and stuff um but yeah it, it, really it was all right like a weird thing that, that mode yeah i don't know it was like out of the blue <laughs> I don't really know what, why they're doing it because, like, I imagine it's just to get more sales, right, and put microtransactions in. But I honestly don't see <laughs> why. Like, I don't, I don't know who they're trying to appeal to with it. Feels like they're throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and trying to see if anything sticks. 
Yeah, it's like, because I don't see any Resident Evil fans really enjoying it that much. I don't see any multiplayer game fans enjoying it. So, like, I don't think it's really going to appeal to anyone, but... I've like I've played a bit throughout because you can't just play it whenever you have to play during certain time um, zones and stuff. But I've enjoyed bits of what I've played, and I'll probably play a bit more. But yeah, it's it's not not great. But other than that, that's that's basically all I've played this week, and then a few like multiplayer games here and there. But yeah, you played Resident Evil Four though, right? Yeah, I did mention that. Yeah, I, oh, I started okay. and beat that this week. Yeah. yeah okay, I'm gonna make sure. Yeah, uh, as Charlie, I also played another Resident Evil game. I played 7 this week, so that was really fun. Um, a lot different than I thought it was. I'm glad I definitely played it. Uh, I'm not sure where I'd rank in terms of the Resident Evil games I've played. Uh, I still think 4 is my favorite in the series, but it's like neck and neck with 2 Remake, for sure. So, so different. Um, yeah, me and Charlie played Sackboy Co-op earlier in the week. I also just started up Resident Evil 5 in Co-op after beating 7, so going to try to go through that. Um, yeah, it's immediately I noticed, like, playing 5, you can tell why they, you know, restarted the series, essentially, with 7, because 5 is so much different, so much more action-focused, it doesn't even feel like Resident Evil. Um, yeah. Is it your first time playing 5? Uh, I played 5 as a kid, but my memory is very hazy of it, because it came out in 2009. Right. So it was, like, back, like, way back in the day. Um, yeah. so, like, I remember certain parts, but definitely it's, yeah... I'm definitely like learning stuff that I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, besides that, I also played a bit of Bug Snacks, I believe, just slowly, you know, going through that game. Generally, when I play it, I stream it. Uh, played a bit of Resident, or not Resident Evil, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, the other game with the R in its name. <laughs> uh, besides that, I think that's it. I don't believe there's anything else I've been playing. Yeah, it's just been that. Um, I'd say yeah, ever since like I think I started. Resident Evil 7 on Monday. I've been mainly playing that. It's either Monday or Tuesday. Um, and yeah. Besides that, yeah, this week we saw the release of The Medium, which is now out on Xbox One and PC. Reviews have been fairly standard. It's definitely reviewing decently well. I've been seeing anywhere from like 7s to 8s. It seems like it's around that ballpark. Um, seems like a pretty decent game. Uh, I know none of us have personally played it. I am interested in possibly checking it out in the future, but I definitely have like a long list of games I want to play in the meantime. So who knows when I'll get around to it, but that did release just yesterday um, on the 28th. Besides that gaming news this week, we saw the announcement of March or February's PS Plus games. Destruction All-Stars is going to be going free for the next uh, few months, at least until the beginning of April. Um, this is obviously the multiplayer game that was initially supposed to be a launch title for $70 that was later delayed into February. So yes, that's going to be free next week on February the 2nd for PS5 owners. Control Ultimate Edition is also going to be free. This one, I think, was probably the biggest shock for me because this has been probably one of the more controversial games going into the next gen because of the way that Remedy and um, um, their publisher was kind of essentially making everyone have to repurchase this game, even if you already bought it in its DLC. Um, it being a PS Plus game isn't the best solution, considering, obviously, you know, we still have other people on other platforms like PC and Xbox, but 
at least, you know, it's a way to get the game for free. So both on PS5 and PS4, you get Control Ultimate Edition, which apparently utilizes a lot of the PS5, things like activities, things like the help function, um, the dual sense, um, and more. So definitely should be a pretty cool release next week. If you haven't played Control, it's definitely one of the better games of 2019, so make sure to go check it out. Um, and the last game is on PS4, Concrete Genie. What was that? Was it 20, 2019 that came out? Yeah, 2019 with Sekiro, Resident Evil 2. Yeah, yeah no. Flew past, I've seen it. It's last year for some reason. No, it's... I mean, it was like a year and a half ago. It wasn't like two years ago, but yeah. It's, yeah. I've been a year and a half. So, yeah, any thoughts on this? It's definitely, in my opinion, I think it's probably one of their better months. I'm like still shocked that yeah. the PS5 is already giving away quite a bit because we've already had Bug Snacks, and now we're getting the Control Ultimate Edition, which essentially is a last gen game, but it's the PS5 version of it. And we got, what, Maneater as well, like, uh, last month, and now we're getting Destruction All-Stars. It's like, we're kind of getting a lot of PS5 games, and it's only, like, February, which is kind of cool. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's a great month for the PS Plus games, you know? Like, um, I love that we're, ne- we're now getting, like, three games, right? We're getting the, the PS5 game and then, like, also two PS4 games. Well, I mean, the Control Ultimate Edition is, like, PS5, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Destruction All-Stars, you know, we knew... That obviously got moved from being a launch game, um, which was definitely a smart move. Um, and yeah, that game's looking um, pretty cool. I watched the, you know, that. Yeah, there was state a state of, of play state with of it. Play. Mm-hmm. Um, looks really ambitious, uh, and you know, just I guess it looks to be like a lot of fun with your friends. You know, um, Control. I wasn't the biggest fan of. Um, I played it last year, and like first of all, it ran like ap- like absolute crap on my PS4. So, um, I don't, I hope the Ultimate Edition kind of fixes that. I don't know if I'll actually, like, download it again and play, because I just, like, I don't know. I really didn't enjoy it that much, and, yeah, I don't know if I would return to it. Um, Concrete Genie is a game that I probably do want to try, just because, like, I missed out on it uh, when it originally came out, um, and I heard some pretty good things about it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, it just... I've Honestly, I don't really play the ps plus games that come out nowadays really like i don't know i always add them to my library but i just never really get around to playing them just because there's tons of other games on my backlog um but yeah nonetheless this is a great month um i'm definitely going to check out destruction all-stars you know i've got to tease that uh critically incorrect uh, destruction all-stars episode but yeah (laughs) um so yeah pretty good month overall I was actually really surprised about the Control Ultimate Edition being a PS4 and 5 game. Because that was the first thing when I saw that pop up. I was like, is it just the PS4 version? Or is it both? And it was surprisingly, it was both. I was honestly... Because with Bugsnacks, you only got the PS5 version. You didn't get the PS4 version. Uh, but I guess that wasn't the... That was the PS5 game, whereas Control's not the PS5 game. But yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Definitely, I know Justin said he wasn't planning on going back. I don't think I'm going to replay it unless I somehow get sucked back into it. I definitely want to try out the DualSense support and all that, so I'm definitely going to download it and see how it uses can, the PS5. Can you and transfer how... your save? Can you transfer your save file? I honestly don't know. I haven't really been following the conversation, but honestly, I don't think I would start from my save file. I'd probably just start a new game and just oh, see right. how it runs. I want to see how stable the FPS, because yeah, it did run pretty badly on PS4. Yeah, and also supports ray tracing at 30 fps for those that care about the visuals. Yeah, I I imagine it'll have what like a ray tracing 30 fps mode, then like a performance mode. Yeah, I, I guess. I think they said that. Uh, yeah, which would make sense because mm-hmm. like I've got it on PC after I 
I originally played it on PS4, and like it's so much nicer on PC because of that extra frame rate. Um, so I do hope it's got some kind of performance mode that's actually stable. Um, I don't really know. Like I hope they're going to give people refunds because there are people that have bought Control Ultimate Edition thinking the PS5 version was out in February and obviously at the time wasn't going to be free. Yeah. Um, so that, but they did with like Maneater people who had bought that game like a month before it got announced just got a refund to their um, PlayStation wallet. So hopefully they'll do something similar for Control for people, but we'll see about that one. Um, it is interesting that we're getting like two actual PS5 games free because even though Control is PS4 as well, you're getting a PS5 version, and then you're also getting the actual PS5 exclusive PS Plus game. Um, what they seem to be doing is they're doing like a bigger PS5 game for two months, and then they do like a smaller one for a month, and then another two-month game, because that's what they did with uh, Bugsnacks, yeah. and then Maneater, and now Destruction All-Stars is the two-month game. Um, so that seems to be their kind of plan, and then the other two are usually PS4, but I guess they if they have like an upgrade, then it'll come with that as well, which is pretty cool. Great thing um, is, since we overall, play PS5, it's like we get everything as well, so it's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think overall this is one of the best months they've had in a long time. Um... I mean, like, all three of these games... I know. I mean, two of them are really good. Destruction All-Stars looks really good. So, um, yeah, it's a great month. Yeah, I was talking... I forgot who I was talking to, but I was essentially predicting that when they uh, do reveal Factions 2, I think it will be one of these, you know, two-month period PS5 games. Um, we're not sure if that's going to be on PS4 as well, but I honestly think for the future of that multiplayer, it should be only on PS5, considering... I don't know, we're just kind of moving deep into this generation as this year progresses, but I definitely could see that happening. Um, yeah, pretty cool news all around. Definitely seems like Sony's stepping up their game with this you know, first few months on PS5, and that's cool to see. Any closing thoughts before we move on? Nothing really. Oh, well, no, then Concrete good. Genie. I, I bought a launch, played like two or three hours, thought it was okay, and then didn't touch it again, and this is like not the first time it's happened where I've bought a game, played like two or three hours, not played it, and then like a year or two later, it's oh, it's free on PS Plus now. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's an okay game. Concrete yeah, game. I think that also has like a VR mode. So for those watching that, yeah, play PSVR, yes. definitely go check that out as well. So pretty cool. That's a good one actually. That's an extra draw. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, with all this good news, of course, there has to be some counterbalance to this. And sadly, Returnal saw a delay this week. Granted, it's not too bad. It's like what it was originally coming out on march 19th and the new date is april 30th so you're looking at about maybe a month and a half um definitely getting closer to that may time frame i do wonder if this will affect ratchet and clank's release obviously this isn't you know a game that has a release date already so if it was going to see it be moved around it'd be probably quietly internally but yeah that's now coming out towards the end of april um i honestly like so we have Destruction All-Stars coming out here in February. Not like every game is for everyone, but like if they're looking at spacing out the releases as well, it's not too big of a gap between February 2nd and April 30th. If it's about two months. Um, yeah, it's about two months. Or, yeah, maybe three months, actually. Yeah, three months. But 
honestly, you know, it just, they need the extra time. That's essentially what it came down to. It seems like that's true because it's only like about a month delay. There's no reason why, you know, there's no reason why Returnal will be delayed. Otherwise, it's not like March is incredibly packed. We've been joking around saying that, you know, we have Joseph Ferris's game and Kenna, but, you know, the game would have sold badly because of other reasons, considering its price point, not because of its release date. So, yeah, it sadly did get delayed. Do you guys have any thoughts on why it got delayed or... I mean, they kind of explained why, but, yeah. I, I personally on. don't mind too much. It's like, as you said, it's only a little more than a month, right? Like, so March 19th to April 30th, it's just a bit more than a month. Um, and, yeah, even though, like, I personally was one of those people that um, might have, you know, skipped on Returnal at launch just because there was quite a bit coming out in March. Um and uh, as well as the price tag, just because like all those other games I wanted to get in March were not full price games, and Returnal was like you know for me it's like ninety bucks. So, um, I, like honestly, moving it to April is actually like really good for me, um, just because March I'll have the time to play those other games that I want. Um, also, um, gives me some time to you know get some money back, uh, so I can play it in April. Um, and yeah, by by the end of April I'll be also done school, so you know it's another great reason to play during that time um so yeah yeah I've, I've got similar thoughts to justin where it's like i'm kind of glad it got delayed to be honest it was coming out like a bit of a weird time like it was going to be i think a day or two after prince of persia which yeah, i'm looking forward day. to mm-hmm. um yeah and then henna might be in march if the the whole like uh ces video was like actually accurate um and like just with justin like i'll have finished uh university um i'll have finished my course i think like two weeks before that so it's like perfect timing because i'll if anything i'll just have actual work um so it gives me way more time to to actually sit down and play stuff so it's a a pretty good time frame to be honest i also kind of wonder if maybe they delayed it not just because of like they need more time on development but also to try and get more pre-orders i think I, I said this on the discord but like i don't think it's got massive pre-order numbers um so i wonder if they delayed it a little bit to try and see if they can get a bit more extra time time to get more pre-order number numbers in um but who knows it's a mystery other than they've said it's for development but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes so um yeah weird pricing for that game like it's it shouldn't be as expensive as it is i mean granted we don't know what the game is but like you're it's like literally the price of demon souls and like the biggest like PlayStation even, game like since. even if it was 60 dollars i'd be like that'd be better like that'd be like 50 60 pounds so that's like last gen prices which mm-hmm. i don't think is is too bad it's just the 70 i don't know what it is about that number but it just yeah. it doesn't sit yeah, well with like, me it's really i mean they're, yeah they're number. basically they're basically telling us it's like you should expect this is like a top tier production on the same level as like a demon souls as like yeah um you know like a big triple a game so i don't know like it's just that i guess also housemark you know their past work isn't really or like they're not really known for that kind of uh, big budget big budget games, yeah big yeah. budget yeah exactly so what what was the um, last game other than Resogun wasn't there a game in between Resogun right <laughs> no next, like next, next Machina or something like that yeah. oh okay and they had another but, one in Josh, between didn't you get that game for well. didn't you live stream that game or something like that I found like an amount for you I think who me yeah 
what next machina or one of those games oh yeah yeah, yeah no no i think i did actually yeah sorry i think i was, I was thinking of another game no i think i did yeah i think i must have streamed it for like an hour or so i think they so, were yeah. also working on a battle royale game, but that yeah. got put on hold that also didn't look good. to make sure that they could get Returnal out. Uh, Storm Divers looked pretty interesting, but yeah, it didn't have like a massive player base or anything, so they kind of just pushed everything back to make sure they could actually get Returnal out. But that was probably the the only kind of game of this kind of level where it's a, a bigger release. Everything else has been very small indie level stuff. My biggest thing with Housemark is they always focus on the gameplay first and foremost, so I'm excited to play this game because it looks like it's going to have like their addictive kind of gameplay loops, but in like a AAA kind of, you know, wrapping. So hopefully it's good. What, wasn't Miles Morales, that was cheaper, wasn't it? That was like 50-something euro, uh, dollars and 50 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Which is weird to me because, like, sure, that was a short. I mean, I haven't played it, but from what I know, it is I think a I mentioned shorter. that to you. It's like Miles is like twenty dollars cheaper than Return, yeah. which is wild. So, yeah, well, exactly. I think yeah. the thing is with that is because like Miles would have technically been probably like the thirty pound, forty dollars game on PS4, but because of all the price increases, it went up to fifty dollars. Um, right. Yeah, but then you would expect the same from Returnal, though. Is my yeah. kind of my point. Unless Returnal is much more expansive than we. Yeah. Really well, I imagine. Before. To be honest, I feel like Returnal is going to be a really long game purely because of the kind of game it is. Like it's a, you know, dungeon crawler type game, kind of like Hades. Like they're, it, they're not designed to just be super linear. Like it's all about re replayability and stuff. So I would imagine it's a long game, and that's. I imagine Sony have pumped a lot of money into it as well, um, so I imagine that's why they've put it at that price. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I wonder if it is like maybe we're not giving enough credit because obviously like, we haven't seen the game, but we're all kind of. I think, but it's probably what most people do. They're gonna be like, "Oh, Housemark, they did Resogun. Why is it that much?" Kind of thing. But it could be. Yeah, it could be the fact. They that need to market this game better because <laughs> I don't know why they're expecting people to yeah. fork out so much money on a series that's one new but also by a developer that hasn't really i think really this popular. is why they've started using that playstation studios tag as well though because the idea is they want people to walk into a store and see that tag and immediately go oh this is playstation studios not quality. housemark yeah like that like the, these games will probably be known for being playstation more than they will housemark same with like i'm sure god of war and spider-man so people are not you know, Santa Monica and Insomniac, their PlayStation, PlayStation games. Yeah, that's true. So I, I imagine that's why that tag exists, is that people will walk in and see that logo and go, oh, this must mean it's really good. Yeah, um, so I guess there's the consistency there with the pricing and stuff, other than Miles. but That's true. We'll see. It's going to definitely be interesting. I just think that, like, yeah, there are a lot of casuals, right? But there's also, like, a lot of people that know what they're looking at when they're buying games because the gaming industry is pretty smart at least compared to other industries in my opinion like credibility goes a long way and all that stuff so it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see one how sony markets return going in the next few months but also to see how the sales do i don't think they're going to change the pricing or anything like that i don't think it should obviously be a free game or anything like destruction got i just think it should be probably like 50 60 but then again you know maybe the game's worth it and they just haven't shown us a state of play that proves why so we'll see um yeah besides that tomb raider has been you know pretty vocal on twitter this uh year is the 25th anniversary for tomb raider um essentially they kind of came out on twitter with um 
kind of some like personal testimonies based on like what the series meant to different people and they've also made some slight announcements via some dialogue i know charlie knows a bit more about this so i'll let you introduce this topic a bit yeah i mean it was basically they they were just setting up like hey it's the 25th anniversary this year throughout the year we're gonna make you know a mix of announcements and like competitions and things uh the the biggest takeaway was that they're in early development on a new Tomb Raider game, which isn't that difficult to realize. They probably were, like, makes sense. It's a popular series. I think the biggest news from it was that the next game is going to... The idea is that it will unify the two kind of series. So the original um, going back from, you know, PS1 all the way through to, like, Underworld, as well as their newer reboot series um, going from Tomb Raider to Shadow... So I would imagine it's going to be a game set in between those where you'll get an actual full-on Tomb Raider game, probably with a lot of mechanics taken from the originals as well as like the the prequel prequel games. Um, the, I think the saddest thing about the announcement, at least for me, is that I feel like they've only done it because Avengers flopped. <laughs> like they, I, I feel like Square Enix put so many cards in Crystal Dynamics having a massive success with Avengers and that has now flopped. So they're having to like confirm to people hey we're still doing tomb raider don't worry like we're not dead guys avengers didn't cripple our studio we, we still like make bioware games. after anthem they've been like showing us exactly so much yeah what mass effect mass and dragon and... age yeah, exactly but that's it's yeah. still really weird to me thinking about that because i i still think the crystal dynamics being the developer of avengers is such a weird choice because you i mean like i'm not saying they only make tomb raider games but it but it is i mean i i, I actually didn't consider that but i'm hoping that's not the case uh but they are maybe in the process they're trying to like pull the nostalgia card out and be like oh we're gonna unify like you know like they said unify the timelines and if they're gonna make a game like the older games then i don't know because because shadow was only what 2017 2018 i think wasn't shadow was 2018 yeah 2018 yeah yeah so i i don't think that's too far away but i guess i i suppose like yeah three three years well yeah two or three years whether they've actually done much I don't know, how much, yeah, how much I mean, was... like, because Avengers started development in like 2016, 2017, and they they didn't work on Shadow. Is that is the important thing here? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, yeah they point. so they they helped out with it, but their last main Tomb Raider game was Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, which fills me a bit of confidence because I personally didn't like Shadow that much. Um, but yeah, I, it seems like they're literally in like super early pre-production, which is why they say like don't expect to hear any official announcements about it anytime soon like it is super early days we just want people to know that it it is happening which is never a good sign when people come out that early to announce stuff because it does feel like they're just trying to play the nostalgia card and be like it's it's happening guys we still make tomb raider it's it's we're, we're doing a game don't worry i i um, see it more because it's the 25th anniversary and whether they've got much planned in the way of that for games which is a shame because i was honestly hoping that they would maybe do a, a remake or a port or something so i i mm. don't know if it's entirely like them trying to because i i i imagine the fans of avengers aren't the fans of tomb raider if that makes sense like they're not the same because they're completely different ips yeah and, and so like yeah they might cross over at some point, but I just don't. I don't feel like the IPs really pull people in that same direction. Uh, I think it's more because it's the twenty fifth anniversary that that's why they chose to say something. But I, I can't. Like the fact that they haven't had a game in like over two years, so it's probably best to say something if you're just starting production now. Because they were gonna wait until they had a trailer ready, then by that point the game might be like three to four years old, and it's just like. 
that alongside the fact that the 25th anniversary probably made sense. And then, of course, you add in the fact that their last game wasn't exactly a success, so probably best to start talking at least, and it makes sense. I only I only played like a couple of hours of Shadow again. That was another game that again went on PS Plus, but I, from the first two or three hours, I enjoyed that much more than I did the first two or three hours of uh, Rise. I actually didn't... I, I mean, I, I want to replay Rise and give it a, a, another go at some point, but I... I didn't think it was that great. I, I just never... I felt almost bored through a lot of it. But Rise um, is underrated, I swear. Everyone hates it. I, 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 I think it's like, overrated. I, really like I like the I like Rise. You liked Rise I, or you I, didn't like Rise? I liked Rise. I liked yeah. Rise. I liked it. I honestly... Hmm, I don't know. I would say... It's because it's an Xbox Rise, game. Everyone hates on it. Shadow. Rise, Shadow. I didn't like the first one, which is weird. Really? I think a lot of people... I think That's I like everyone like the first one, right? Yeah. That's still my favorite of the three. I liked, I'd say it's yeah, still my I favorite, liked, too. I liked Rise. <laughs> I honestly think they kind of got worse over time. <laughs> like, I like yeah, Shadow for yeah, different reasons. Like, I like it doesn't focus on combat, right? But I still think Rise is a better game than Shadow. But, yeah. It's just weird. I don't know what it was with Rise. I, I remember, like, like most people said that the Rise was, like, either better than the first, or it was, like, definitely better than the Shadow, and I just... Never, never clicked with me. They're uh, very different games. I think all three of them are very different. The first one reminds me kind of like Drake's Fortune, where it's like, kind of like grounded, right? Like it's not like you're not going to from location to location. You're just on this one island adventure. It's probably the most consistent game out of all of them. Rise kind of goes a bit more in different directions, um, and a bit more ambitious. But it also, I don't know why people don't like Rise. I feel like maybe it's because there's a lot of combat in that game, but I'm not sure. People just don't I, I like think it for me, <laughs> I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, the reason I, I enjoy the original one compared to Rise and Shadow is mainly because it's the only one that took risks. Like, it's it's way more gritty and, you know, real, I guess, is the, is the best term than the other two. Um, and I personally preferred that a lot more. I didn't... Because Rise and Shadow, they tried to incorporate some more stuff from the originals, and I didn't think they did it too well um, with the tone they'd set from Tomb Raider 2013. So, like, that's why I, I much prefer the original. I just think it, it's a lot more consistent and paced a lot better um, than than Rise and especially Shadow. Um, but they're still they're still all pretty good. Um, I guess the the other announcement we should talk about is, I mean, it's a lot smaller, but um, they are also working on an animated series with, for Netflix. Uh, mm. This was announced just before the 25th anniversary stuff, but it's still part of that kind of event. Um, we don't really know too much about it, except that it's being worked on and it is using the uh, like prequel timeline, so it's set after Shadow of the Tomb Raider and we'll explore more of Lara's kind of adventures after those three games. But that's all we know about it so far, so yeah. And the news of that as well, they also... I don't think this was related to the 25th anniversary, but I, they also found a director for the second you know, live-action movie for Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. So apparently that movie's in production. I watched the original one. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was terrible, but it was just... It was alright. Yeah. I still haven't seen it, so... It was like a 7 out of 10. You know, nothing special. But it was alright. It wasn't terrible for a game movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel like the second one will probably be a bit more... Maybe unique outside of the games. It'll be less... I mean, I'd hope so. I, I doubt it's gonna be like Rise of the Tomb Raider of the film. Like Have that you seen the movie? Almost... Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I've seen that. I... I... I think my, my biggest issue, I think, with it was the... I think it felt like it was really slow until, like, the last 30 minutes, and there was, like, everything happened, and then it ended, and you're like, okay. I mean, I enjoyed it enough, because it's you know, Tomb Raider, but... Yeah, I... 
like Justin said, it's probably like a 7 out of 10 or something. Yep. Any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, I'm Sounds all good. good. Uh, another quick news story here just comes in the way of Hitman 3. Obviously, Hitman 3 just came out last week. Um, Hitman 3 apparently already recuperated all the cost of development through you know, profits. So IO, IO is in pretty good standard. Everything they make now is just going to be pretty much extra from you know development costs which is really cool to see that happen in just the span of one week um they also mentioned that they're planning some dlc content in the future as well so look out for that um i guess our last big news story here comes in the way of gamestop and the stock market and all that uh yeah it's been wild i think a lot of people try to put the stock market as like this thing that you know is very accurate but Oftentimes, the stock market is just moved by emotion, and we haven't seen a greater case of that than this week because of everything going on with GameStop. <laughs> Essentially, um, pretty much uh, there was a subreddit called Wall Street Bets that were trying to increase the cost of GameStop. Um, it was a very low-costing stock to get into and start investing into. It was like in the 20s before this all blew up, um, obviously because GameStop isn't exactly doing the best right now. Um, yeah, you can go more. I'm trying to give like a very vague explanation of this without going into the details. They're trying to pump up the stock to increase its value. Um, it almost like they started off with a good cause because they wanted to like put the power um, into the common people, right? But it essentially just started to become a meme because obviously, you know, GameStop is GameStop. And it's not only GameStop. They've started going into AMC and like um, Nyoka as well, um, the phone company. Um, so it's not just GameStop. There are other like low-costing stocks. They're just trying to like, you know, see how big of an impact everyone can do because the stock market has you know individual investors but they also have like these big players behind the scenes that also make massive transactions that can massively skew like i believe um the co-founder of chewy has like 10 percent in gamestop stock as of like august of 2020 um yeah he's made a lot of profits <laughs> considering the big jump in the gamestop stock value the last week or so so they're just trying to see how much they could do and yeah you've been seeing the charts like it changes by day-to-day -day basis we're recording this on friday and um yesterday it took a loss but now it's going back it's like at 350 right now so yeah i think like the current goal that they're trying to throw around is trying to see if they can get it to 1k um it's been crazy um, another new story that coincides with this before we give our thoughts on this is with robin hood robin hood is one of the um websites that you can use or just trade services that can allow you to invest in stocks um and control an account that way essentially what they were doing is when everything was going down they essentially restricted access to trading the stock so people that owned it couldn't trade it um, which is obviously very scummy considering you know it's selecting which stocks are you know tradable which is a lot of people see that as illegal they're already facing like lawsuits you know essentially it's just kind of showing the power of you know people with money that they can control stuff like that like i think even discord banned the subreddit discord for it their, you know, excuse for that was hateful, harmful speech. But then again, we haven't really seen them do that in the past as well. So there's been like a lot of controversy with Discord as well. So it's been pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys have been following this quite a bit, but if you have, make sure to let your thoughts go. It just, it's been crazy, man. Like we haven't seen anything like this and I don't think. Um, <clears throat> I mean, right. it's like, oh, sorry, Justin, do you want to go? Oh, no, I was going to say like. Um, you you know personally like I'm not super like big into stocks or whatever but you know obviously this story did catch my attention so I've been kind of you know following along I wouldn't say like super close but you know just been um, looking at it uh, over the past few days uh, quite briefly and yeah it's like really uh, interesting uh, as Brandon said like 
how Robin Hood just basically denied the trading of all, like, you know, all uh, for these stocks. Um, it's crazy how like, they have that kind of power. And, you know, now they're facing these, like, uh, you know, like these uh, lawsuits or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, like, really interesting to see, especially for something like GameStop, you know, um, like, which it's not exactly a company that's doing the best these days, right? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Those are just my thoughts, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, like, someone who knows a ton about it. We should have got Robin on here, right? Like, he's all into his stocks and stuff now. Um, but, like, I think the the weird thing was, like, didn't this all start because, basically, they started putting these stocks in, and then there was a company that was basically saying, hey, don't do that because we make money if there's not many stocks in GameStop. That was one of the things, yeah, right? There was a company guess, trying to lower it. So then all these people were like, nah, screw this big company. We're going to raise the, the stocks up so that they lose a ton of money. And then mm-hmm. it just got crazily out of hand. Um, and I think the, the like, I kind of see where, like, the whole Robin Hood thing is coming from because, like, it's also not great because there's a ton of people who are going to buy into this stuff who have no idea what they're doing and then lose a ton of money when it inevitably drops back down. Yeah, but I don't um, think that should be for them to decide, though, to be honest. Yeah, no, like, I totally get that. Um, and I, like, I get why they're doing it. It saves them a, a shit ton of money, like, because they're not, it's stopping people buying in and then, you know, inevitably trying to get out and be like, hey, I just lost all this money because I th- was trying to make money on GameStop and now they're doing terrible and, you know, I bought in for $200 and now I've, I've, I get, like, 30 from it. Like, what's going on? Um, so, I, I, like, I get it, but at the same time, yeah, it's super scummy. Um it's it's such a weird time though because like it's uh it's such a weird system and it's so easy to get wrapped up in and also have no idea what's going on at the exact same time so uh yeah i've tried to keep on top of it but yeah it's it's very convoluted it's all like the stock market like the biggest factor is emotion like just like sure there's logistics you can look at the numbers um you know stats of a company right and the current ceo but at the end of the day, it's all emotion. Like, if people are withdrawing because they have that fear, it's all driven by emotion. And as you can see in this case, like, everyone's just kind of, like, ramping it up and hyping it up. Um, that everyone's just kind of, like, following the trend and kind of memeing it up in a way. It's become a meme. Like, it started off with a good cause, and I still think there's, like, people doing it for that. But it's almost just become a meme now because, like, everyone's getting into it that never heard of it before, and they just hear invest in GameStop, let's raise it up, and it's, like, essentially just that. So it's crazy. It'll be interesting to see where we are in like a week from now, but it's mm. crazy times, man. Josh, have any thoughts on this or no? I, I actually, literally, I, I this is one of the things I think I saw, I've seen the past few days, and I was literally meant to look at it last night, and I didn't. So this is actually the first time I'm kind of still like, yeah, it's really sort of... I don't have too many thoughts, no, because I don't fully... I mean, I, I don't really look at stocks anyway, uh, so, yeah, a lot of this has been almost one of those kind of stories that I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, and <laughs> I don't have really looked too much into it. Uh, but... Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, on to our topic of the show. We figured since all four of us have PS5s, I know Dan's watching and he's probably going to DM me now that I mentioned that, um, <laughs> but all four of us have PS5s, and, you know... 
we've had him for about almost three months now, two to three months. We figured we'd take the time to just kind of talk about, you know, our pros and cons of the system, what kind of we want improved, and at the same time, what we appreciate of the PS5. So we've all come with, like, three pros and three cons that essentially we've kind of, you know, personally have at the moment. Um, we actually don't know what we, you know, put yet, so it'll be interesting to see what we all said. Um, yeah, I guess we'll go around and do our first per yeah. Yeah, probably just do our first pro. Start off with that. So I guess, Justin, if you want to start. Sure, sure. All right. Um, the first one I went with is just um, the quick access menu, which is basically, you know, just click the PlayStation button one time. And then the, um, you know, just the quick menu comes up from the bottom. Um, it took me a while, a bit, to get used to, just because, like, you know, obviously on the PS4 it was reversed, where you would have to hold it down, and then it would come... From the left side um, but I actually use this feature a lot um, where let's say I'm just playing a game and then one of my buddies will want to play an online game or something he'll start a voice chat and I'll just be like okay just tap the button and then quickly go to uh, what's it called game base or is that what it's called I don't game know bar yeah game yeah and you just click on that and then quickly join into the call or yeah, the voice chat within like three seconds and then hop back into the game so that's like just a feature that I've been, um, I find really useful. Um, and you know, obviously like, I feel like with the PS4, it, that took quite a while to just, you know, like pull that out. Um, whereas now, um, I'm using this feature a lot and you know, I can do it instantly within like a few seconds. So that's the nice thing about, you mentioned the party, right? Like I think yeah. it's essentially more like discord now where you just join the party and then someone else will join too. You don't need to like really invite them. You just join kind of like right. your own yeah. personal discord call on it. It's kind of yeah, nice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, like, yeah. What, like you just like if, yeah, as you said, like if I have a group, um, with like a few players in that group, just one person has to join into the voice chat notification gets sent to everybody. That's someone that's joined the voice channel, you're like, okay, I guess he wants to talk. And you just join in yourself. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I think actually sort of half following on from that, uh, I actually didn't really think about it being like Discord, it is like Discord. Um, but the the way that you can like share screen with other people, uh, and not only just like share the screen, but you can have it like picture in picture. Uh, the pin side's a bit weird, because it takes up like, to me, way too much screen space. for. So I, I find it better to do the picture in picture. But you can basically have someone else share that screen, carry on your own playing your game, and you can see that screen in, like, the, the top right, bottom, you know, wherever you put it. Uh, and it's, like, it's probably not something you're going to use very often, but I always find just, like, the way, like, the ease of, like, how that just works, obviously it loads pretty quickly and everything like that, It it's just kind of quite amusing to sort of see this, like, you know, you think typically, like, on PS4, it was, like, you had to, like, close your game, and then you could do it, and it was through share play, which they've kind of separated now, they've done, like, share screen and share play are two different things. Uh, and so you can share the screen, there's no, like, time limit, like there is with share play. Um, but yeah, kind of going off that, that would be probably my first call, uh, pro, sorry. Uh, yeah. Right on. Charlie? Uh, so yeah, my first one is just the UI in general. Um, I, it's so much snappier than PS4, but I also remember that when PS4 first came out, that was super snappy. So I do hope that <laughs> it does stay this way, and that in, like six seven years time we're not complaining about how slow the the ps5 ui is as we're waiting for ps6 um so i like i am really like happy with what they did there's some really nice changes there um 
like just being able to quickly open up that that quick bar uh, menu and seeing your activities and if you're playing like a multiplayer game you can quickly just click on their game and join them and it's almost instantaneous it's uh it's really handy with that kind of stuff i do kind of wish there was a few more shortcuts like like if you um say hold the playstation button to go back to the main menu and then you're on like your trophies or whatever um to get back in the game you either have to like press the quick menu and then go on the switcher and then open up the game or hold down the playstation button again and then press the game i really wish there was just like a double tap playstation button and you just go straight back in because as far as i remember that's the thing on ps4 um is you double tap and it zooms you back in which is not a thing on on ps5 um so i'd like to see them add something like that especially because i imagine it would be super snappy um just because that that stuff's handy and i do tend to go back to the main menu rather than use the quick bar quite a bit um but yeah overall the the ui is really really snappy and really cool so yeah right on for my first pro, I essentially took the two aspects of the PS5 I liked the most. I said the SSD and the DualSense show the promise of the PS5 and like the future. You know, there's like been a lot of terms for the PS5 thrown around throughout like the last year about what it would be doing. Um, and you know, obviously once it came out, we saw which ones kind of stuck. The SSD and the DualSense are easily, easily in my opinion, like the two biggest game changers. SSD for obvious reasons, like if you play Demon Souls or any first party PlayStation game, like Spider-Man, Demon Souls. Um, and Astro kind of showcased the load times the best, like, literally Charlie would, like, do a speed run right, and then I'd get a notification, and I literally just press the placement button on that notification, click play, and within five seconds, I'd literally be in that level, it's, like, crazy. Um, DualSense, obviously, varies by the game, but the games that use it well are definitely great, and they add to the experience, and... Um, whenever I play games that don't have, you know, haptic feedback like that, sometimes it's kind of noticeable. So yeah, definitely haptic feedback in the dual sense was not like a buzzword. It's definitely, you know, a next generation controller in my you know, opinion. So definitely those two aspects of the PS5, I'd say are my first pro. I think Just, on, on that topic, I was playing like Cold War and that with the haptic feedback and like, it's honestly, I mean, I, I've turned off the triggers now cause like it in multiplayer, it feels a little bit too you're trying to look for quick reactions and I could still like I got used to it but it, it still felt like it was you know holding me back but the the sort of you know the, the haptic feedback and everything is like so cool I mean it, it sometimes the control does sound like there's like a motor going occasionally depending on how intense the kind of whatever it's reacting to in the game but you'll be like playing COD and there'll be like a, like someone causing like a score streak and there'll be like a plane that goes over and drops like you know explosives all around you and it's all blowing up and that like vibration is almost like localized to the area it's in and there's this such like really cool feedback of, of that that's like honestly wait like you said it's like not a buzzword it is way better than you know at least i thought uh, it would be uh triggers a little bit sort of you know but i think cold was the only game i actually tried the triggers on so far uh but yeah no, i was just saying it's a cool cool feature mm-hmm yeah definitely uh, second pro, Justin. Oh, I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna go to uh, what's it called? Uh, con dislike. I, I don't we know. Can, I if you want it, we I can think, go pro con pro con. I think it would be. I think that'd be cooler. Okay. Be yeah, go for your first con. Um. Yeah, con. All right. Uh, what I don't like is how when you go to the trophies, um, first of all, everything's horizontal on the. So yeah. like, I hate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. 
And it's so stupid because it's horizontal on a card. The card is so small that you can't see what the text is or like like what the trophy is called. So you have to like click it to just to open and see what it is. And that's just like stupid compared to the PS4 where, you know, you scroll down, you can see exactly what kind of trophy it is, um, the title of the trophy, and what you have to do, right? So I just hate the I just hate the stupid card system for that. Um, like the cards itself is fine. I don't have a problem with that when you're playing the game and the cards are there to help you kind of like it shows you your progress for a certain trophy. Um, but like when you're in the actual trophy menu, like that is just it's just a, it's like such a pain to have to scroll through horizontally um, and you know look for the trophy that you want uh, when it would be so much easier vertically and you could see like all the information that you need yeah i definitely agree the the dumbest thing about that as well is if you compare your trophies with somebody else it puts it in vertical yeah so I like that. it's it's there it's just for whatever reason they decided hey who, what would you rather have being able to see all your trophies super easy or these dumb little card things that you can't see anything the, the, the one thing that I thought would make that better, because I, I mean, that was literally one of my, the, probably my biggest con, I suppose, or one of them. Uh, I was like, it would be it would be better if, like, you could select, like, the card or the in, even in the trophies menu, but you could, like, press R1 and L1 to kind of go back and forth. That was one thing that I was hoping that, sure, they might have the horizontal view, but that way you could at least get through them. But that's not even a thing. You have to, like, constantly, like, X, I'll circle to the right, X. Like, it's, yeah, it's way more difficult to just easily uh, view trophies. Yeah, it's just like it's a pain because I was the other day I was um, I was playing Sackboy and I was trying to get this uh, multiplayer trophy, and I I had to like I just wanted to like look up exactly what you had to do, and then I'm like it was like also like a hidden trophy, right? So I had to like go through the hidden trophies and like uh, like you know just click on uh, which whichever one it was, uh, and like show information, which was just a pain, you know, like I like just. It would be so much easier if it was vertically, right? So, yeah. Yeah, and, and before with hidden trophies as well, is that you'd be able to click them. And I think it was something like square or it was triangle that would just like show it. And it was one press and that was it. Whereas now you have to like select the trophy, press options, yeah, and then select. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah. why, why is the like, it's literally the only option there. You might as well just make it like one button press. Right. Yeah, it's weird. What about your con, Josh? I, I think that this one's maybe like. Like, we're still early days, so it's not, like, a entirely a thing. But I think, like, I kind of want to say, like, Sony and, and PlayStation's, like, lack of communication with a lot of things. And I don't know what Xbox has been like, so this might be... And this is this is the first time I've actually got a console at launch, so I... This might be how it usually is. But the, the weird thing to me is that, like, there are a lot of, like, weird issues, like, crashes and things happen at the launch. And, and sure, that's probably, like, a given. But I feel like they could, Sony could have done a lot better in terms of recognizing those issues and, and, and at least saying that, you know, what they're working on. I I know features are, like, probably far out and I'm not expecting them to, like, give a roadmap or anything, like, over the top, but more than just saying nothing. Uh, I think the only thing they've actually said about the PS5, like, publicly since launch is the fact that they sold, like, it's been, like, a really good launch for them, and that was, like, the week or two after it came out. Uh, and so, yeah, it's not, not really an issue with the console, but there's obviously, like, with all the crashes and various things that people have had with, with rest mode, uh, I think it would have been nice just to have had some kind of acknowledgement, you know, for, from them. And as I said, they, this is probably how it is usually. Uh, but yeah, it's not really a con with the console as such, but uh, more to do with Sony and stuff. 
Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that have that like rest mode crashing error that's I've seen on Twitter. So it is a little weird they haven't like really addressed that yet. Part of me was like, oh, it's because obviously you know they went on break, right, holiday break. But it's like now we're back and they haven't even said anything if like they're working on it or anything like that. So we we've had two updates since the console came out. One was between the U.S. and the EU launch or whatever, and the second one was the week after I think that, or it was the week of. And I've honestly been really surprised that we haven't got any more system updates. Like I said, I don't expect new features or like total overhauls within the first few months, but something <laughs> to at least say that, you know, because uh, they, they said one of the updates was, I think, that they had supposedly fixed the, the rest mode thing, or they fixed some crashes related to that. Uh, but yeah, it's like you say, there's still people that are having that issue. Uh, I've, I've used it once unintentionally because it turned my PS5 off within 15 minutes of not using it or something. I went out of the room on day one and came back and it was like, uh, so I turned that off, but yeah, I've, I've not used that because I'm sort of... I use it for much on the PS4 either, but I'm sort of... I'm staying away from that feature for the time being, just because... I'd prefer my console to not die or <laughs> have anything ridiculous happen. So, yeah. Charlie? Yeah, um, so my, my first con is connection issues. Um, I don't know how many problems you guys have had, like, it's something I have had since probably a week after launch, where basically, like, it happened the other day when, when me and you were playing, Brandon, where, like, mm -hmm. nothing will load. Like, so my, my PS5 is connected to the internet, and stuff will work, but then I go on, like, the game bar, and it just, it, and it says my friends are online. Like, it'll say, like, 10 friends online or whatever. It has the 10 and, like, the green dot, and I can see who's online from my, my party thing, but then it, it just won't load the actual online players it'll just say something went wrong try again and it just never works um and then when like brandon would invite me to a party or to the game the the actual invite wouldn't load past me getting the invite so like it's connected and it's receiving stuff but it just wouldn't load any of that and the only way to fix it was to turn off my console and turn it back on and then it would work fine um so there's something weird going on there i've had that since like a week or two after i got the console um so, but I don't know if that's a widespread thing. I have seen some people talk about it online. Uh, so it's it's got to be something, you know, with the firmware or on PSN side. Um, and I obviously know on PS4 they had a lot of problems when the 8.0 update came out just before PS5. So it's obviously something weird on, on their end and hopefully it gets back soon. But it is really frustrating sometimes because it's just... Luckily, it doesn't take ages to reboot the PS5, but it's just that thing of having to reboot it. And it just doesn't work when you press like the try again button or anything. Um, but yeah, that's my my first con. I, I yeah, heard other, many issues with that. Sorry, Ron, are you? Okay. Uh, I know. Uh, last night when I was playing Resi Five, though, um, when my friend and I were playing, like he had an issue where like all the zombies on his screen were t posing, but yet in my screen they were all attacking me, right? So like he wasn't seeing exactly what was actually happening in the game. I'm not sure if that's Capcom's things, but I know I've had like game issues like that more so on PS5 than I remember having on PS4. So that's definitely possible. I was gonna say that that issue uh, with like the the not connecting was something I had on PS4, and I think it started way like like before the 8.0 update, I think. Uh, but it would just happen where uh, typically it was with Destiny, you know, surprise, surprise, but I would be like, I'd be fine playing the game, and it was usually within 20 or 30 minutes of having the console on, it, it happened most consistently like that, and just suddenly nothing would load, I'd get kicked from Destiny, my internet would be fine, everything else would be fine, and I would wait like 
10-15 minutes and nothing, just it just would refuse to connect to like the friends list or anything like that. I'd turn it off, turn it back on, and it was completely fine again. And it was fine for like the rest of the day or whatever, and, and so I've not had that on PS5, but I had it on PS4, which makes me think, now you've said that, whether it's like a, a PSN thing, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. Alright, um, my con, I kind of have this going alongside my first pro, which was about the SSD in DualSense. Um, I just said, like, I know this is like, going to be an issue that isn't going to be an issue probably in a few months, but it's just the SSD expansion because of storage at the moment. I had that. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just because if I think about my day-to-day usage of the PS5 and what annoys me, it's just the storage. It's like the only constant issue I'm constantly running into when I'm downloading something and it's just like too much storage. Granted, this wouldn't be an issue if Call of Duty wasn't 160 gigabytes, but still, 600 gigabytes isn't enough. You can bring it down to 100. You can bring it down to 100. Yeah, but I don't play the game. I need to boot it up in order to actually delete stuff. I mean, you, you can do that. No, you don't have to. Bruh, that's fine. That's like... Yeah, that's no, no, actually so like, I, I forget have I have that game installed. I need to probably delete it in general. You don't even have to do that, though. You can do it from Can you wait? Can you delete certain parts of the game? Do it from the settings, yeah. Okay. I've always you, you just, yeah, you go to your storage and then you go to Call of Duty and you can like edit and you can select which parts you want to delete. Okay. I know I when I was downloading it had like campaign one, two, campaign three. I was like Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, the campaign's like sixty gigs, so like you can But either way, that. my main con was with the SSC expansion not being a thing. I was mentioning this earlier, I think, in the Discord or in some kind of call, but the reason why they don't currently offer it, it makes sense but in my opinion they should just give a warning if you're trying to do it like i get why sony wants to verify but i don't know it's just just have it like under like a development mode or something like that like where like you have to ver like kind of like with those stickers when you're like in the warranty right when you have to bypass a certain sticker it's just like oh i feel like you mess with this like you're not going to be covered or anything like that and just let digital foundry like test it out and let us know which ones work and which ones don't but Nonetheless, yeah, we're just kind of stuck with the storage we have right now unless you want to get an external hard drive for your PS4 games. So that's definitely my first con. I, I think it's yeah. kind of a shame that the SSD is like... It, it, obviously, it, it's obviously... Yeah, really, it's really powerful, but we still have to do the copying update thing. I'll steal the con for the next one, but that's something else that I'm sure they said would be fixed. Uh, but it's, it's, it's kind of a shame that games can be built with that in mind. Because like, while it's really good, like sure, that's great. But it does in terms of that space limitation and currently waiting for the expansion. It's like, when, when exactly are we gonna you know get them? And it's just yeah, if, if games had like a somehow some version that would like run sort of I guess what you said like some sort of developer mode. Um, but I don't know how it would work because I mean that might require like a lot of reworking of the entire game because if it's built with that SSD in mind, it's like it might not be possible. Uh, but it is kind of a shame because of that. You know, six hundred gigabytes really isn't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's satisfactory. Personally, I think. I think it's kind of considering where we've come from, particularly with games like COD. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So sadly, the reality is SSDs are expensive still. Um, hard drives have come down quite a bit in the last in the last like decade, but SSDs are still pretty expensive. So. Yeah, just sadly. I mean, luckily with the PS5 solution is that, you know, if you're going to be expanding storage, probably like, let's say, in five years towards the end of the generation, I'm sure SSDs will be pretty cheap. So, um, at least cheaper. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, second pro, Justin? 
Second pro. Um, yeah, this is a pretty simple one. Um, it's just the ability that we can now uh, see the amount of time we've played for each game. Um, you know, it's not like a you know a groundbreaking uh, feature or anything. I just like to see what my uh, you know what my time is being put into. Right. So um, yeah, it's just great to see like um, for all the you know the PS5 games that have come out uh, at launch and you know. From then on, I can see, like, how much I've put into each game. Uh, it's great that, like, I don't know why this wasn't a feature before, because, like, it, you know, obviously we can see all the PS4 games, too. So, like, it has been internally keeping track. It just didn't show until now. Um, but, yeah, nonetheless, I'm really happy that we get to see that. Uh, it's just a cool feature for me. Definitely. I agree. Uh, I guess uh, I'll do my second one. Um, so I went with trophy updates. Um, I really like what they've done with how the trophy tracking, they finally added that in. Annoyingly, currently it is only for specific games, and there's not a ton of games that are using the trophy tracking. But hopefully over time there will be more, because that's like one of the things I've wanted for years that Xbox has had. Um, that PlayStation hasn't, along with the uh, the playtime counter. Um, I I do really like as well that you can set it so it records clips with the little like animation and stuff when you get a trophy. I do just wish that they allowed you to basically edit that a bit so it would only capture clips for specific types of trophies, so like platinum or yeah. gold. Because I I like having it on for the trophies that are, are more important. But what I end up doing is I'll play a game for like two or three hours and I'll, I'll end up having to go on my media gallery and getting rid of all these like clips because you can't have clips without having the images on. That also seems to be broken right now, or at least for me. So I end up having to go through the media gallery and deleting all these clips and screenshots for bronze and like silver trophies. Um, but yeah, if you go in your settings, you can like set... Um, like capture screenshot when you get a trophy and capture video and it lets you untick like the photo one but then it won't save any clips for whatever reason so it seems to be bugged out you, you can't have like uh videos without um screenshots you need to have both on which is annoying because it just takes up space um so hopefully they update that but i do like that that feature it's really cool yeah that's a great point because like i remember like me myself like i only care about having the photo or the video for the platinum trophy yeah and then i remember when i played like Spy uh, miles morales it's like 30 trophies in a row and then it's like 30 videos so there's like 60 60 like a total yeah like a total of 60 images and clips that yeah when it was the spider-man remaster when you load it up and it just yeah, yeah, yeah. All those yeah, clips exactly. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i definitely agree what about you josh second pro uh, I think the sort of primary one is the backwards compatibility, which was like the most, the thing that was like, I think most exciting to me before the, the console even came out. Uh, just just to know that, I mean, not only on top of the games that I haven't played, but also with the ones I have played. I mean, it's, that's why I got a 4 terabyte external, just because I can, I can now hide, I don't have to like rely on like, you know, uh, what would it be, like just a bit like 1.6 terabytes it would have been about, I think. Um, you know, I can store them all on the external, but. But not only just like being able to play all of those PS4 games, but also it, the fact that they just like utilizes the PS4 Pro updates just out the gate. And I think specific ones, I mean Cyberpunk is one that runs at 60. It, it's weird that because 
it's still a PS4 version of Cyberpunk, but it recognises it's being played on the PS5, and runs it at 60, like, pretty much no problem. Uh, and I think Digital Foundry did a video on it, and, yeah, they were pretty much showing about the fact that it it does run more or less locked 60 all the time. I think Ghost of Tsushima and Days Gone are two other games that do that. I don't know if there's any others that do that, but um, there are, like, PS4 games. Uh, but, yeah, I think... I, it's it's The biggest, like, issue with the back and that is that I just wish it extended to PS3. Like, that's, that's like, the thing that... The, the the thing that would be like the cherry on top and be like, you know, allow me coming I mean, playing Ratchet and Clank games, I've been going back to PS3. Uh not using the PS3 controller though, because that's too much of a <laughs> like step back, but I've been using the apparently, uh, also apparently the dual sense works with PS3 as well, uh, I heard. So uh random fact there, but yeah, no, just back I think it's just honestly it's really cool. Uh just to know that you have all those games, you know, that you bought or got from PS Plus are just still playable. Minus like like the ten or whatever that that don't run. Uh, I'd be interested in what the reasoning is with those not running. That's that was one thing I was curious about. But yeah, I think back of that's like the big, a cool thing. If it makes that upgrade to to PS Five from PS Four like much much better, much smoother. So yeah, my last pro or not last pro, second pro was also that it was all my games are here and running the best they ever have been. Just the fact that like. All my PS4 games are here. It's just so nice. I think this is mainly a pro for me because I was there at the beginning of the PS4 generation, and I was constantly going back to my PS3 because of games like GTA V and The Last of Us before they had the remaster for both of them. It was just frustrating that like I had this new system that was capable of a lot more, but the best games weren't there yet. They were all on the last generation system, so I was constantly having to go back to that machine. It's been nice to just have everything unified on this one box, and just have my PS4 somewhere else, and I can completely forget about it. Um, so that's been a nice, the transition's been awesome. It just helps with the first year, even when we don't have, like, brand new PS5 games. If I'm playing PS4 games like Resident Evil 7, I'm still playing on my PS5, and I'm still, you know, loading up games faster than I was before, and it's just a nice experience, so definitely agree there. It, it, um, it's also nice mm -hmm. with the, the games that have a PS4 and PS5 version, uh, because of the fact that you can... The way I've thought about it, I mean, obviously it's it's still kind of dependent if they have like a unlocked frame rate mode because to me that's like the key thing. As long as I can get it up to sixty, that's fine uh, to make that decision easier. But it's like I've already been thinking about Cold War uh, and Hitman as well. Is that Hitman runs at sixty on last on PS4 and has an unlocked frame rate mode, and Cold War obviously is just sixty anyway. And I was like, if I need space for my internal for a PS5 game, I can take those off and install them onto my external drive and still keep the games. Uh, and sure, they still take up a ton of space, but that kind of, again, that that back compat just helps out there as well, like the free upgrade, just get the game. I, I have Hitman 3, I got it on PS4, uh, but obviously I have the PS5 version installed. Uh, you know, should I need space on my internal, I can delete it and still keep everything for that game installed. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's quite a big thing for me, honestly. I, I still, uh, it's very seamless in the, the way it was kind of, despite Sony didn't really seem like they were pushing it, and I'm still like... <laughs> One of the few people on the internet, I was like, but back and Pat's so cool. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Second con, Justin? Alright. Uh, for my second con, I put the um, limited menu items. So that's basically like in the main menu. Um, you can only have like, there's like a limit of how many uh, games or apps, whatever, in the, you know, basically across the main menu. Um, basically anything after that, you have to go into the library and you know manually find it which I just find kind of annoying because 
um, at the beginning, you know, like when I, I was using an external hard drive, like uh, the first month before it was giving me all these errors. Um, and yeah, I had like, like a good chunk of PS4 games downloaded on that thing. So I would have, you know, more than 10 games on the menu. And if I wanted to play one, you know, like I'd have to go into the, um, you know, my library and actually like find it which I was just thought was annoying, you know, like on PS4, there is a, like an option that you can turn that, uh, or like turn it on that basically lets you have as many as you want. And, you know, now they just don't have that here. So I was like, it's kind of annoying. Like they should at least have the option, you know? Yeah, I agree. I guess I'll move up my last or my second con just because mine's similar to yours, just so it'll be more natural that way. Um, mine was just a lack of folders. It's kind of similar. It's like less customization. Um, mine's more the fact of sorting rather than how many I could see on at once. Um, I just missed the fact that I could have all my multiplayer games in one folder, all my currently playing single player games in one folder, like PS Plus, etc. Um, I haven't run into it too bad of an issue just yet because obviously the size is only 600 gigabytes, right? So it's not like you can have that many on your PS5 to begin with. Um, if they're, you know, decently big, but I wish, like, I have Resident Evil 1, 5, and 7 downloaded currently, I wish I could have, like, a Resident Evil folder currently, just temporarily to keep it all in one place, but, um, it also makes sense, maybe that will come with the SSD expansion update, um, but yeah, I do miss folders. Josh, Charlie, any of you? Um, see, so yeah, uh, I, this is basically my third con, because you, you have my second one before, so I'll, I'll just mm -hmm. go with this. Um, it's that there's no kind of quick resume, slash the Switcher doesn't do what everyone thought it would. Um, it's kind of a small nitpick, like, it would be a nice feature to have, and I do think it will eventually come. I, like, I feel like it's a quality of life thing that we will get at some point in the future. Um, especially considering there was that whole thing before launch and even past launch where if you go into rest mode, it mentions, like, suspending games rather than singular game. Um, so it almost feels like it's something they planned to do but just didn't have enough time to fully implement it. Um, and the Switcher is kind of like the revenant of that because the Switcher I never use. Like, it literally has, like, no use. It, yeah. um, so it feels like it is there for quick resume. So hopefully they add it um because i do tend to swap between games quite a bit and luckily because it isn't ssd it does allow you to go between those pretty quick anyway but being able to just boot up and be exactly where i left off like you can on xbox i think would be really good to see so hopefully we get it at some point in the future yeah i think that's the one thing that's like a big feature that xbox has that not many people talk about that it's definitely like i really hope it eventually comes to ps5 so i definitely agree Josh, I think yeah, my my, my other one would be I think I sort of mentioned it. Uh, it's kind of kind of two. Uh, one is the copying update, uh, copying process for updates, uh, and also how like weirdly, if if you're on your home screen of your PS5, any games there you can check for updates and, and stuff, and I'm sure there are a couple of other options. But if you go to the library, you can't do it. You can't. You literally can't check for updates, from my knowledge, in the the game sort of screen. From so if if you want to check for an, and and sure like that's a there's an automatic update, but that seems like it only tends to work, like at, at the right time if you restart your PS5. And again, that's not really—it's not like again, like it is sort of a nitpick. Like you know, restarting doesn't really take that long anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just weird that you have like a feature that's like on the home screen, and then you have one that's then that's not even present in the the library. And I guess yes, yeah, the the copying update, uh, 
process for updates is like you'll download an update and then it'll take like the update might take like five minutes but the copying process will be like 20 30 minutes uh and, I, and i'm sure there was something that mark certainly mentioned in his uh the, that live that video or whatever that they had that was going to be a, a whatever a, was it gdc he was going to be at and then they cancelled it or whatever and it became like a youtube video um i'm sure that was something i mentioned there about the fact that like things will that copying process wouldn't be a thing and it's still i think it is a bit quicker than ps4 but yeah, I was. It's kind of annoying because you want to you want to play a game when updates come out, and yeah, it seems like it's still a thing. So yeah, I can see that. I haven't really noticed too much of a difference. I wonder if it's maybe something that only third parties have. I'm not sure if it's like I haven't seen the copying myself, but I also just don't really look at my downloads at all. I that, just they the happen thing. faster for me on PS5 than they have on PS4, so I just have them on the background. I've, I've noticed it, like, a couple of times. Like, I've, I've noticed it more than I haven't noticed it, but there have been a couple of times, uh, I think Cold War was one of them, that just, like, did the update, and I was like, oh, it's done, and then, the, like, D2, and sometimes Cold War, I think, itself even had an update, and there was, like, the the copying process. So I don't actually know why sometimes it seems to work. I don't know if it's something that happens in the background, and, say, depending on the size of the update, uh, it gets further. Uh I said it's definitely quicker. It's definitely that, that's. I'm sure it took like half an hour to forty minutes on PS4, but here it's probably like not as long. Uh, again, it's kind of a nitpick. That's not. It, it to be honest, like my overall opinion on the PS5 is that it's pretty good. So like when we're like looking at cons, I'm kind of just like there's like these small like nitpicks, but like generally I think it's a pretty decent console. And, you know, even with like crashes and things like that, I personally have had like a pretty great experience overall. So it's they are kind of small nitpicks that I sort of got. Just. Justin, last pro? Uh, yeah, my last pro, um, it's just, you know, how fast the SSD is. It's quite simple. Um, I just, like, I just love how fast everything loads in. Um, even with when you're playing, like, PS4 games, you know, even if they're not necessarily optimized, right? Um, like, I was playing NHL with my buddies the other day, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just loaded so much faster than them. It's crazy. Like, I'm already loaded in, and they're still, like, in the menu, um, like, it's, like, syncing, it's, like, yeah, like, you know, it's just insanely fast, I, how, I, I love the SSD, it's great, yeah. Uh, Charlie. yeah, I, I guess I'll go with mine, so mine's the actual design of the, of the console, um, when it was first revealed, I liked it, I was one of the more positive people, but at the same time, I was, like, it is super out there, but having it, like, on my desk the past few months, like, it has super grown on me. Like, I, I don't know what it is about it. I just love the design. Also, somehow, the glossy part is still not super scratched. Like, I've managed to not <laughs> not do anything to it, which surprised me. Because I remember when I got my PS4, just that got scratched up within, like, a week. Like, that thing just attracted dust, and the dust itself would just freaking scratch if you if you cleaned it off. So I just occasionally use like my uh, my microfiber cloth and, and clean it off. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a really sleek design. I just can't wait for more like controller colors because like I I really like the dual tone. Um, so I think they could do some really cool dual tone colors with like red and stuff, uh, which is my go to controller color. So hopefully that's soon. But yeah, I I really like the design. Um, it's so unique. Um, and actually the size is like I don't mind it too much. It's uh it's not too bad. But yeah, uh, the design, yeah, it's super cool. The design definitely grew on me. Like, that, that was one thing when it was announced. I was like, ah, I'm not sure. But that, and then having it in my room and like looking at it, it's like, it is big, 
but it it certainly does look good. It's better mm. than what I thought. Yeah. What about your last pro, Josh? Uh, mine's like it's it's like really insignificant, really. But the I I wish we had themes. Like I I still kind of miss themes and more customization. I think you sort of said that earlier. But I do like like each game having its own like background and particularly the music. Like how it's having its own music. That's kind of like a I think PS3 had that, like, when you put a disc in and certain games you, like, downloaded would have that. I don't think PS4 had that. But, well, other than that, when you scroll down... You had to the, the press the, down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but other than that, you know, I, it's, it's like, a, a weirdly cool uh, thing. I, one thing I think that kind of would be would be neat to have would be, like, a almost a way that you can set your own custom image, for, like, pick a game that you like, and that's your, like, constant, persistent background. Uh and maybe you can put like you can pick like your favorite songs from each game that you have as like a, uh, or each, each game has like some piece of music. And even PS4 games, a lot of them have uh, music as well. Uh, yeah, just like maybe that's like customized a little bit more there. But otherwise, I just. Okay, so what's your last a, pro? Yeah. Pardon? What's your last pro? Is that your last pro? The theme? Yeah, yeah I, I mean it, the user interface as a whole, but like that particular part, I think it was honestly something that gotcha. I wasn't sure on and I actually quite like. It does remind me of the XMB for the PS3. Uh, I yeah. loved hovering over a game and having that. I wish more games used it. Like, oddly enough, Sackboy doesn't use it, which I like, weirdly, like, that would have, like, some really good soundtracks that they could use for that. Um, yeah. Definitely, I love it when games use it. It's just nice. Reminds me of having my PS3 out and all that, so I definitely agree. Uh, my last pro actually isn't really even with the system. It's just the game lineup right now. Like I just said, like Demon Souls. You know, I mentioned that obviously because it's like the only true PS5 game right now. Um, but we also have things like Miles and Sackboy. Even though they are on PS4, they came out with the system. Like Sony knows that the strong point of a system is with the games, and so far they've been you know focusing all on that. You know, yeah, it's just the biggest part of any system is you want to have good lineup of games to play and that's ultimately what makes a system so so far having so much to play in terms of like new releases um coming up here next week as well with destruction all stars it's been nice and hopefully just continues consistently through fall so that's definitely my biggest pro and yeah Anything else? Do you guys want to add any last cons if we didn't cover over anything like that? One last con. One last con. Mm -hmm. I'll say quickly. It's just my controller. It gets ridiculously dirty. It's like I don't understand how it gets dirty so fast. Like I had a white controller for the PS4, and that thing never got dirty. And I don't even understand like the like the amount of times I have to wipe this thing down is it's like it's stupid. Um, it's not even the white part only that gets dirty. Like the black part gets dirty too. I don't understand. Like I know if I'm playing an intense game or something, my hands like might sweat a little bit. So that like that's definitely a reason, but I don't see how it gets this dirty, just because like the PS4 controller never had that for me, so like I, I don't understand. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping like it, when they make more colors in the future, that kind of changes, you know? Because I just hate wiping this down like every time I I use it. It's, it's like it's crazy. Yeah, can't relate, but I know a lot of people are complaining about that's, that. That's like that's great. I don't understand. Yeah, because like I've I know like I've been talking to a few other people. And, like, they haven't had that issue. I'm like, what the hell? How? <laughs> yeah, I get it pretty bad. Like, if I'm playing, like, a multiplayer game, I, I get it pretty bad. Like, if, if I'm just chilling, though, like, because I'm not, like, my hands aren't sweating as much, so it doesn't get too bad. Um, but, yeah, I think it's to do with the grips, to be honest with you. Because um, it's, like, a different kind of material. 
and like right. roughness compared to like um the ps4 controller so when you're like move if you're moving your hand about like i imagine that is also kind of like rubbing like skin cells and stuff but yeah um yeah it's it's definitely like i find it super like it's way more comfortable but yeah it, especially because it's white it stands out um like how grimy my hands get <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else i'd say maybe the ps store needs a like oh, it's, the PlayStation Store is interesting, right? Because like on one hand, it's super fast, and like you're not even getting taken out of the OS. Like it's just part of it, right? But on the other hand, searching for stuff can be kind of annoying. I have just found a caveat. I just used the very top search button that like kind of searches over PlayStation in general, mm, like your library yeah. and the store. I've just been using that over the store because like if I'm looking for a game, you can't really do that in the store. Um, yeah. So they, they actually maybe added, added a deal section on that. earlier. Uh, yes, I saw that, was, like that was this week yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which was nice that that happened. That was like without obviously because it's part of the system. It just seems like that's something they can do obviously through a live update, which is which is cool. I just figured um, I'd mention it because I remember complaining about that with the Switch, and then they just never fixed it. The Switch is honestly abysmal. That store is terrible. The amount of like crappy games that just get published on there and just fill up recent releases is insane. So. I just hope it doesn't become like that with the PlayStation Store because I know already there was like a few outbreak games that I have never heard about, and like just yeah, I just hope it doesn't come like that. But besides that, it's nice having it all in one place. It's like a very seamless. Like even the library that used to be like another separate page, but that also just kind of like cohesively moves with the system, and it's nice. Yeah. Anything else before we wrap up the podcast? Nope. That's it for me. Uh, no, I'm I'm all good. Yeah. Sounds good. So yeah, once again, just make sure to leave any comments and you know suggestions, you know, for future topics or questions in the comment section down below or in our Discord. Uh, yeah, thanks Josh for joining us this week. It's been nice to have your opinions and all that. Uh, definitely those that watch gaming at its core will appreciate that as well. And really, besides that, we will see you next week with hopefully some cool Destruction All Star impressions. <laughs> see, ya. Yeah. see you. See you later.